Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya gurave shisha samsara harane bhakta kayaikadehaya namaste chitsaratmane hetave jagatameva samsara navasetave Prabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Oh, I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self your own essence, your own beingness, your own shivaness, the one divine reality being all, is being you, while being all. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. The quest for bliss. Your mind is so fascinating. You are completely enraptured by your mind. It keeps you entranced all day and much of the night during your waking hours, as well as your dreams and sleep. You spend more time and put more energy into your mental gyrations than anything else in your life. Your work only takes up a small part of your internal radar screen with the tasks fitting in around all the incredibly important stuff 
that sprints through your mind. Being in a relationship, actually doing things together with someone or communicating with them really takes up only a small part of your day. Even for those who share their home with others, how much of the time are you actually doing things together with them? The bottom line is that you spend more time with your mind than anyone or anything else. Plus, your mind doesn't merely occupy you during the day. Your dreams are pure mind stuff. Oh, can your mind go crazy in your dreams? You can climb a mountain in a minute and then leap off the peak and fly away. You can be riding on a tiger who turns into a horse, one of my recent dreams. <laughs> or you can be chased by a bear. You can be chased by a bear and wake up with your heart pounding and feet twitching as you run away. Perhaps you delight in all that your mind does. After I taught about yoga quieting your mind, one yogi told me, oh no, I don't want to quiet my mind. I find it very entertaining. Well, I must confess that I never thought of my mind as being entertaining. It loved to focus on the negative. I'll compare living with my mind back in those days to living in a basement with only one dim light bulb. And my mind loved to climb all over the stuff stored in the basement, review the same stuff over and over again. And it conjured up stories that went with each thing. They were never entertaining stories, unfortunately. While I've been quite fortunate in my life, a modern-day Western woman with resources and opportunities, my mind loved to paint landscapes in black and gray. Maybe your mind is more positive and uplifting than mine was. Mine needed training. It needed training badly, and yoga gave me that training. Yogi taught me how to keep my mind on a short leash and how to make every thought count. Yoga taught me how to see the full 360, to uncover the blessings hidden in my familiar storylines. Yoga gave me the ability to see my past in a new light, which gave me new options for the future, and opened up my heart along with my mind. Best of all, yoga opened up the deeper dimension of my own being, showing me that I am more than my mind, more than my memories, more than my reactions to things. Rather, it was my Baba who opened up my access to the light within. I had been looking inward and seeing only shadows, but Baba unleashed the brilliance and enlivening force of the power of consciousness within me. His gift of Shaktipat initiation gave me a whole new understanding of what it is to be alive and how to be in relationship with my own mind. This is described in the Shiva Sutras. When, through grace, transcendental consciousness arises within, the delight of it is experienced as constant 
in the other three states. Jagrat Swapna Sushupta Bede Turya Bhoga Sambhavaha. Shiva Sutras, Chapter 1, Sutra 7. When through grace, transcendental consciousness arises within, the delight of it is experienced as constant in the other three states. Shaktipat awakens transcendental consciousness to arise within you. That's the whole point. And once you get this inner arising, you can trigger it on your own by repeating the mantra given to you by the Shaktipat master. I got this awakening from Baba, and he got it from his Baba, who got it from his Baba and on back through time. I am a modern-day representative of an ancient tradition delighted to be able to serve you in this way. This gift is called a gift of grace, the mystical revealing of your deeper essence and beingness, your own inherent divinity. Once you've experienced your own self at this deeper level, you have a whole new sense of what life is about. The goal is to live in the continuing experience of your own beingness, which this sutra calls transcendental consciousness. How do you know that you're experiencing this? By the delight that arises within. It's called bliss. I didn't understand bliss when I first experienced it. I could tell that something was happening inside. I wouldn't have called it bliss. With every meditation, I felt more peaceful. Every time I meditated, I felt more alive. I had more energy. I surfaced from the meditative depths with a new perspective on life. So I kept meditating. One morning, as I was sitting in the sweet afterglow of my meditation, I realized that the afterglow was a very happy feeling. I was experiencing the bliss of consciousness. Now I became more enthusiastic about meditating every day. Yet each day as the day progressed, my mind would return to its usual patterns. The bliss of consciousness wasn't yet continual. But the sutra promises so. When through grace, transcendental consciousness arises within, the delight of it is experienced as constant in the other three states. Jagrat Swapna Sushupta Bede Turya Boga Sambhava. When through grace, transcendental consciousness arises within, the delight of it is experienced as constant in the other three states. The other three states are waking, dream, and deep sleep. The deeper level is called the fourth state. Turiya. It's there in the Sanskrit, Jagrat Swapna Sushupta Bede Turya Bhoga Sambhavaha. When through grace, transcendental consciousness arises within, the delight of it is experienced as constant in the other three states. 
Grace opened up the blissful flow of consciousness for me. But my mind would take over again at the very first opportunity. It took a while before I found that the bliss is there, even when the mind is active in one of the other three states. Your mind is always in one of these three conditions. They alternate. You're in one or another, never two at the same time. You're awake or you're asleep. You're in deep sleep or dreaming, not both. You're dreaming or you're awake, not both. Yet you may have experienced at times that you were dreaming and you knew you were dreaming while you were dreaming. Yes? You may have experienced that you knew you were asleep while you were asleep. This is a deeper knowing. This is the self knowing what your mind is doing. You may have also had the experience that you knew you were thinking while you were thinking. That you were watching your mind do its thing without getting caught up in it. Who's watching? That's you. That's your own self. Self is looking at mind from Turiya, the fourth state. Your mind alternates between the other three, waking, dreaming, and deep sleep, yet there is a deeper dimension to you. Your own beingness is there, always here, in this deeper level, even while your mind does what it does. The best metaphor is the ocean. Like the depths of the ocean are there, undisturbed, whether the waves are gentle rolling shapes or a storm is whipping the waves up. Your mind can be churning or peaceful. Your mind can be lost in a dream or in the density of sleep, and your own self is deeper within, undisturbed, even enjoying what your mind is doing. Shiva is delighting in being you. Except you are Shiva. You are the one who is delighting in being you. If you have experienced deep meditation, this is Turiya. If you're nodding off now, this is Turiya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also experience Turiya, but only briefly, in the juncture between waking and sleep or between any of the three states. At night, you lie down, you're awake, then you fall asleep. In the night, you rouse to roll over, maybe go to the bathroom or get a drink of water, then you drift off again. You have a dream, which maybe wakes you up, and you go back to sleep. Every time you go from one state to another, you experience Turiya in between them. Sleep, Turiya, dream. Turiya, waking. Turiya, sleep. Turiya, dream. Turiya, waking. And in the morning, you wake up and you drift for a little while, maybe back to sleep or into a dream. Then you wake up again. There's Turiya in between. So in the morning, you might think, okay, I'll get up now, except let me lie here for just another couple of minutes. 
you're awake and lying still and drifting back towards sleep, but you don't really go to sleep. You're in between. That's Turiya. It's blissful. If you lie there too long, <clears throat> you fall asleep and you lose the bliss. The bliss is in Turiya. All you ever wanted was the bliss. I call it snooze alarm meditation. It's not very effective. You get three or four minutes of Turiya at most. Then you lose it. You lose the bliss. You actually have to get out of bed and sit up to find it inside. Turiya, the fourth stage. This is meditation, deep meditation. Its effects begin to carry over into your life. That's what the sutra is about. You experience peace in meditation. Then, in the midst of life, even in a difficult situation, you might realize you're still in peace. You reach a point with enough meditation that the old anxieties cannot hold you like they used to. Bliss arises more easily. Baba described it this way. Of course, the yogi is full of peace while he is meditating. But even while immersed in the affairs of the waking world, he is free from anxiety, always reveling in the bliss that surges from within. Yes, you want this, to always be reveling in the bliss that surges from within. When you are in this state, Turiya, you are full, whole, complete, expanded, integral, intact, ancient and ever new, empty and full at the same time. You can be in Turiya and use your mind. That's the point of this sutra. Those of you who like to listen to me, with your eyes closed, you need to be able to be in Turiya and open your eyes and use your mind while you stay in that deeper state. The deeper dimension of your own being is always there, always here in all three states. As you come to know your own self, you can be based in self, be in Turiya, while you're alive, awake, and active, you've got things to do. So you do them, but they don't make you who you are. You are self while you do what you do. You use your mind. It doesn't use you. It doesn't abuse you. This sutra says you can abide in the transcendental bliss of Turiya while you are actively engaged in the world even while you're dreaming and sleeping, based in Turiya. This is the good news. While you use your mind, you know that you are more than your mind. You are Shiva, you are consciousness. You are an individualized form of the one divine reality who is being you while being all. In his commentary on this sutra, my Baba explains, most people think that a jnani, a knower of God, a saint, 
is someone who lives in silence, in a cave, his eyes closed, his breath and other functions suspended for long periods, lost in samadhi, meditative immersion. But to a real jnani, a real knower, such a yogi is only a child. A child needs the things around them to be perfect. But you're all grown up, and you're a meditator. So you outgrow such neediness and dependency. You see, if your peace depended on the world around you being peaceful and silent, you've got a problem. If your depth and inner bliss depends on taking time away from your beloved family members and favorite activities, you've got a big problem. When you grow into your own self, you'll take your own self with you everywhere you go, everyone you are with, everything you do, every time and every moment in every breath, you are you. In the ordinary three states, such a yogi abides in the transcendental bliss of consciousness. Jagrat Swapna, Sushupta Bede, Turya Bhoga Sambhavaha were on the same sutra still. In the ordinary three states, such a yogi abides in the transcendental bliss of consciousness. Those of you who've been doing Swarupavidya meditation have probably already experienced Turiya. Baba called it deep meditation. And this is the story that I think illustrates it best. Once Baba was sitting in his open-air courtyard of his Ganeshpuri ashram. One of the guys who was sitting with him was leaning against the wall and slipped into a deep meditation. Baba got up to go inside. He walked past this guy whose head was tipped back with his mouth open. And Baba put his hand in the guy's mouth. Then he said something. Something like, he had a really deep voice. Baba walked on. A little while later, the guy surfaced. He opened his eyes, brought his head forward, and saw that everyone was gone. So he got up and ambled off. As he walked down the ramp to the garden path, someone told him, Baba put his hand in your mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> then someone else told him the same thing. Baba put his hand in your mouth. And then he said something. What did he say? <laughs> I don't know. It was in Hindi. <laughs> More people told him this. But none of them knew what Baba said. Finally, this guy found an Indian devotee who had seen it happening. He translated what Baba said. Deep meditation. You have already experienced Turiya, which Baba called deep meditation. And while this experience is profound, the goal is to be based in Turiya even when you open your eyes. I talk you through this process at the end of every meditation period to have you linger in the inner space of your own beingness, even as you take a few breaths, even as you open your eyes, even as you write in your meditation journal. You're practicing being enlightened. 
you're getting ready for what this sutra promises. While awake, while dreaming and sleeping, the yogi always abides in Turiya, the transcendental state of consciousness. Jagrat Swapna Sushupta Bede Turiya Boga Sambhavaha. While awake, while dreaming and sleeping, the yogi always abides in Turiya, the transcendental state of consciousness. When you're not yet able to abide in this deeper dimension of self, then what you have to do is fill up your bliss tank regularly. You can think of it like a gas tank, that you fill it up, and then you use your fuel to drive everywhere you want to go. Then you need another fill-up. Bliss is what fuels your life. When you abide in Turiya, even while waking, then the bliss is always arising. But if you're not abiding in Turiya, you don't have enough fuel to get through the day. So you have to fill your tank. If you don't have enough bliss in your tank, you sputter and die out. You can't keep going. You got to get your bliss. Why? Because bliss is your inherent nature. So if you're not in bliss, you're not you. Meditation fills your bliss tank most efficiently. You repeat mantra a few times or a few hundred times. And the bliss arises within. You dive deeper right into the source of bliss, your own self. This is why we meditate on the self. So you fill your bliss tank. That's what this next sutra says, new sutra. I quoted it in my teachings article for this month, A Juicy Life. One should enliven oneself with the creative bliss of the fourth state, the potency underlying all the three states. Tripadadi Anuprananam. Shiva Sutra is 3.38. One should enliven oneself with the creative bliss of the fourth state, the potency underlying all the three states. When you experience Turiya, you're enlivened. Your creativity sparkles as it peaks. Your bliss tank is filled, giving you the fuel to get through your life. If you don't meditate or you don't meditate long enough, then your tank isn't full. And so you try to fill it in other ways. Fortunately, there are lots of other ways. They're not as effective, but they do work. Thus, if you're not experiencing the bliss of consciousness, the underlying Turiya fourth state, while waking or in the other states, you should trigger the experience of Turiya, even if it's only for a moment. The sage Shemaraja makes this clear in his commentary on this sutra. Using other methods, though the bliss appears only for an instant, one should enliven oneself with it. He goes on, enlivening oneself means vitalizing oneself by following more and more that awareness of that bliss that exists within. This is to say, one should animate oneself 
with that inherent vitality. In other words, don't molder and cave into yourself. Do something that sparks joy. Now, I'm going to have to agree with Marie Kondo. <laughs> but there is a difference. She has you focus on the thing that sparks joy, but yoga has you focus on the joy. The joy is a little bliss bubble arising within and popping open. <laughs> the goal is to live in the steady arising, a constant inner flow of bliss. But if that's not happening, at least get one bubble going. Shemaraja lists a few things that come from another text, the Vinyana Bhairava. One of them is the bliss of reunion with a dear one. The text says, run over when you see them. Let the bliss arise. Get all excited. Hug your dear one and then forget the friend. Hold on to the bliss. <laughs> It says the same thing about chocolate. Take a bite. Take a bite of the chocolate. Let the chocolate melt onto your tongue. See how the taste of it triggers an inner arising of bliss. Follow the bliss. One bite is all it takes. Stay with the bliss. Let go of the chocolate. The more you allow the bliss to permeate through, the more bliss synapses you grow, the more you become attuned to bliss. It's not about the chocolate or the puppy or the trees or the stars at night. It's about the way they affect you. Sometimes I get out of the car at night and I am struck dumb by the beauty of the stars. Other times I glance up and say, yep, there's stars, and I keep right on walking. It's not about the stars. It's about the bliss. But the bliss is just a little taste of Turiya, just a little taste of your own self. When there's no bliss, you begin to wonder if life is worth living. That's because when there's no bliss, there's no self. There's nobody home inside. Your poor mind tries to handle things on its own. It needs help, divine help. <laughs> that divine help comes from within. Your own self is the one divine reality being you. Oh, Shiva. So let's talk about effectiveness. I'm going to give meditation a 100% effectiveness rating. Gives you bliss. Chanting can do it too. That's why we chant in satsang for the bliss, to help quiet your mind, to help you settle inside, beginning with becoming more peaceful. So I'll give chanting a 90% rating. Chocolate. Hmm probably different for different people, might be different for different kinds of chocolate. <laughs> Some of you like chocolate more than others. Me, I'll give pickles a 65% rating. <laughs> chocolate, 45%. You might want to swap them. 
But the reality is that the first bite gives you bliss. Each bite after that, the payoff is less. So you're really only getting bliss from the first bite, and it doesn't last long. So maybe the rating should only be 35%. It's an effort to payoff ratio. In business, it's called a cost-benefit analysis. Let's apply it to bliss. If you want bliss that lasts long enough to create bliss imprints in your mind and grow bliss synapses in your brain, you need longer periods of bliss. Maybe watching the sunrise will do it for you or the sunset on a good day, that is. You know, but it's rarely available when you really need it. And it's not always as pretty as you wanted it to be. I'm going to give the sunrise and the sunset 25%. Mantra. Oh, I'm going to give mantra 100%. Like meditation. You use mantra to get into meditation, which is 100%. So mantra repetition is like a mini meditation. It gets 100%. Go ahead. Do the comparison for yourself. Do five minutes of mantra. If your mind is really off, you might need 10 minutes. Got bliss? Compare that to jogging for five or 10 minutes. All, <laughs> all you get is breathless. <laughs> the bliss comes later. Lots of effort, less bliss. Compare it to chocolate. Well, you can't really eat chocolate for 10 minutes. The bliss is in the first bite. All the rest is greed or stupidity. It doesn't work with pickles either. So I'm going to tell you to follow the sutra's advice. One should enliven oneself with the creative bliss of the fourth state the potency underlying all the three states. Tripadadi anuprananam. Shiva Sutras 3.38. One should enliven oneself with the creative bliss of the fourth state. The potency underlying all the three states. When you're feeling empty, needy, anxious, frustrated, sad, lonely, or anything else unpleasant, Take a bliss break. Enliven yourself with the creative bliss of Turiya. Bring up the bliss of consciousness within. The sutra doesn't merely say you can enliven yourself with the bliss of consciousness. It says you should. Do more mantra. You will feel more alive, happier, more caring, and generous. You will live a happy life if your mind is filled with mantra. So if you're going to take mantra breaks in the day, how many, well, we'll call them bliss breaks. How many do you need? I recommend you start with mm, 20. 10? How about eight? Five, but you're going to have a lot less bliss if you do fewer bliss breaks. They're only five minutes each. 
If it's been a long time since you had a bliss break, you might need to do 10 minutes. So maybe it's been three or four hours. You might need to do 10 minutes. But if it's been a short while, you're only going to need five minutes. How many bliss breaks in the day? It's your bliss that you're deciding about. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.